0: Now, it's time to Discover the Leader in You.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Discover the Leader in You. I'm your co-host, Maruti Carthon, in the studio with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. The title of today's show is, How to Successfully Jump from College into the Workplace. Across the country, many students have headed back to school with hopes and dreams as their motivation to succeed in the classroom along with many of our students who have returned back to school, there are students who have graduated and are making their way into the workforce. For some, the challenge will be to get the job, and for others, the challenge will be keeping the job. Still, keeping with the theme of women in business, today's show features a very special guest, Miss Maria Santiago, who is a recent graduate that has transitioned into the workforce with high hopes and dreams of success. She will share with us her perspective on how to successfully make the jump from college into the workplace. But before we do that, I want to remind you to call in with your questions or comments. That number is one 281 1110 Our app has been launched. If you have not downloaded it yet, be sure to visit iTunes or go to Google Play Store and get your app today. You can also visit our website at www.jasoncarthon.com and get your app there. Our I Speak Life Academy workshop is scheduled for September 19th. The topic being, how to write a successful business plan. And now, our host, Dr. J.
0: All right, well thank you honey. I certainly appreciate that introduction and I am excited about today's show. You know, whenever you have an opportunity to get real time influence and feedback and a perspective, that's something that really excites me because people want that sort of information. And I believe that Maria is going to share that with us today. So before we actually have Maria on, let me uh, share a little bit about her. Uh, Maria is originally from Waltham, Massachusetts. She holds a degree in marketing from the University of Massachusetts at Amherst with plans to pursue a master's degree in operational business and psychology currently she is an executive team leader for target stores incorporated she is one of two children to irma and nelson santiago and i know her brother would be upset if we didn't say juan santiago we're gonna make him famous for like five seconds so (laughs) with that being said maria welcome to the show how are you today
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm
0: so excited. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that so many times we don't get a chance to hear from some of our graduates that have actually transitioned, and now they're making their way through. And as M shared, you know, some people are here still looking for a job. Some people are just trying to keep a job. But you have made the leap, and you are out there, and you are doing this thing. And it's yeah yeah it's not just any job I read that and said executive team leader okay (laughs) (laughs) so we gotta get some clarity today and Em and I were fist bumping we're excited for you and you know I think one of the things that our listeners would love to understand is how did you transition from college to the workforce what does that look like for you
2: it definitely was not easy um I think a lot of times when you get out of college, you think, I'm supposed to know everything now, mm-hmm. and kind of entering into a company I'd never worked for, and I didn't know anyone, I was like, how am I ever going to do this? Right. And your first day, I think the most reassuring thing I was told was, you're not expected to know everything. You're not expected to know anything, actually, and it's okay to say you don't know, mm-hmm. and that kind of helped me know okay I still get to keep learning because I think we think we're done with school the learning process stops but it doesn't like and for me every day it's a new learning process and me really working with my peers to be able to develop myself into a good leader
0: excellent That's powerful. yeah that's very powerful and I think one of the things that you shared there you know you're not expected to know everything so many people will say, well, I don't want to be perceived negatively. I want to go in here and act like I know it all. And then when something bad happens, it's like, ooh, you had a target on your back. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <Like
1: pun intended. laughs> yeah, my wife said pun intended. But, you know,
0: <laughs> with that being said, I think that I want to ask you, has it been better since you didn't have some of that outside stress? Or did you kind of feel like you've had a chance to grow into your role a little bit more?
2: Um, I feel like I've definitely had the chance to grow into my role. We get pretty much like eight weeks of training in a completely different store than the one that will be your permanent home. Oh. So it's kind of like you're allowed to have the time to make the mistakes that you're gonna mistake make and kind of experience new things and see what works and what doesn't before you go into a new store where you kinda of wanna don't you don't wanna make some of those big mistakes because this is the team you're gonna be with for the next two, three years before you get transitioned to another position. So I think that kind of made it easier, but at the same time, you know, you're a new executive in a store, and there's people who have been there 15 years, so I think it's a lot of me just knowing I needed to humble myself and make sure I went in, wanting to learn from them, because these are the people that, they know your guests, they know what people shop for, they understand the business, way more than I
0: ever will because they've been there so long. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I think, and I know Em wants to share something, but I think one of the things that I'm really taking away from just interacting with you very briefly here on the show is that you are a little bit more mature than what I've heard other people are when they transition. You said <laughs> humble yourself. You know, many of our uh, graduates are young lions and lionesses where they're trying to get out there and they're hungry and they'll just – just go all over people if they need to Mm -hmm. but you're saying i had to humble myself and understand that i I didn't know everything and where where do you get that outlook from that humility
2: i think i got a lot of it from interning for three years so i kind of had that chance to work with different companies work in different workplaces i did both in-store and corporate stuff so I had that time to really make mistakes and know what is and isn't okay. Mm -hmm. So that when I actually got into the workforce, I kind of used those lessons to make myself the best person I could be going in. Um, And that really helped me out a lot, just using my time wisely while I was still in school so that I could learn learn some of the lessons that some of my friends didn't get to. Mm
0: Excellent. Excellent.
1: Absolutely. You stole my answer. I was going to give her kudos on her maturity level um, because it's just, it's a breath of fresh air to hear your standpoint on uh, just a new job, a new beginning. Uh, So many fears enter college graduates when they come out of school. They're like, okay, now what? How do I get a job? And typically they're told, well, you need more experience. And so you took your interning experience and you turned it into this journey. And it's just kudos to you. It sounds like you're, you're doing really well right now
2: think,
0: yeah. Yeah, That's a good thing. So as a follow-up question, so if you are really experiencing all these things, uh, Maria, and you are balancing this, what does that balancing look like? I mean, do you still make time for yourself to hang out, maybe catch a... A uh, Sox game or something along those <laughs> those lines? Or are you just working every day? Which one is it?
2: Well, I was actually at the Sox game last night. Oh, nice! So I, I do have a pretty good work-life balance now. I think especially when I first started working, my first day was June 15th. And I think for the first three weeks, nobody saw me. My family saw me coming home from work, and that was about it. And I would still go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's where I kind of started saying, you know what, I'm going to figure this out at some point. You, you kind of expect yourself your first couple of weeks to really just, you're, you're in a transition. Mm-hmm. I went from just having to go to class and going to a job that I worked maybe three hours in the day to working 10-hour days, five days a week. Oh, wow. So it, it was definitely a transition for me, but now I am in a routine. I go to work. When my work's done, I leave. I think the nice thing of once you're salaried is you work your hours, but once your work's done, you, you get to go home. Okay. You know? and that was like the biggest thing for me to get adjusted to. Like, I would look at my boss and he'd be like, Maria, you can know, go home. You're not doing anything. And I was like, I can. He was just like, Yeah, you can go home. All work's done. Your team's doing fine. Like, you don't have to stick around.
0: Oh, my God. But goodness.
2: I think that's one of the things that helped me kind of get Mm -hmm. that work-life balance because i started realizing once i get my work done i can head home and i make it i make a promise to myself that i'll always go to the gym regardless of how tired i am Mm -hmm. because for some reason once i'm out of the gym i can always go do more things i get a burst of energy and that's when i get errands done and that's when i see friends and it's just planning Mm -hmm. It, it takes a lot of planning but i do
1: somehow make it all work. Wow. A lot of planning and discipline, it sounds like.
0: Mm-hmm. I know with that, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't, before we transition to a break, ask you, where did you begin to place this level of importance on working out? And you have, you know, roughly about 45 seconds here, and then we're going to transition.
2: Um, I, a year ago, got really into working out, and it kind of just became not only for health, but it was just a stress reliever. So now it's something that I do because I know it's just going to
0: make me feel good every day. Wow. So you attribute that to a lot of your success then, right? Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: That is awesome. Well, hey, everybody. We are on with Maria Santiago, and she is sharing some great stuff with us. And one of the things that I want all of us to remember is that this young lady has transitioned. She has a very bright future but she has to be intentional every day. And it sounds like she's doing that. Make sure you stay connected with us. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Discover the Leader in You. I'm your host, Maruti Carthen, live on air with Dr. J. And today we are talking about how to successfully make the jump from college into the workplace with our special guest, Maria Santiago. Welcome back to the show, everyone.
0: All right. So we are back. And, you know, before we had transitioned, you know, Maria was sharing with us just a level of importance that is placed upon remaining fit, you know, and I think, you know, briefly, Maria, do you feel like everyone should really make some time for fitness in their lives, or is it one of those things that they can just get by without it?
2: I think everyone really should just make it a part of their day, or at least their week. Um, There's something about it, I would say, if you kind of hear it all the time, there's no such thing as a bad workout. Mm -hmm. You never regret a workout, regardless of if you were tired or not, just because it just makes you feel good.
0: Absolutely. And I would have to agree with you. I know there are some days if I have not had a workout, I am even more lethargic. I mean, I I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, this day is dragging and I'm dragging along with it.
1: (laughs) When the kids come home from school and they're like, Mommy, have you worked out today? It's kind of like a sign of a... Crunchiness, you need to get in the gym. That's right, that's right. (laughs) Baby, that's putting it mildly. Hey, 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 we're live on
0: air. All right, so, Maria, now many people would ask you, and I'm sure, and I'm going to be one of those people, how is it that you were able to end up working at Target when there are some people out there that still don't have jobs and they've transitioned from college?
2: I did a lot, a lot, a lot of promoting myself at career fairs. I started going to career fairs when I was a freshman in college, which most places aren't even looking for freshmen who are going to become sophomores through that summer. It's usually going into your junior and senior year. Those are the people they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my friends and was like, I don't care, I'm going to go, I'm going to meet them. They're at least going to know my face, know my name. And I was like, you'll see. And by senior year... Instead of me going to career fairs asking, oh, what's your business about, all that, I was going just to say hi to recruiters because they were emailing me letting me know they were going to be on campus and oh. that they wanted to see me. Good for
1: you. Way to stand out.
0: <laughs> I love that. I mean, you were being intentional. And you know what, Maria, a lot of people don't understand, but one of the big things in sales and making those relationships is the whole idea of that connection piece, you know, understanding what they want, and you were putting in the time to figure out, you know, who are these people, let me get in front of them, and by virtue of that, you submitted relationships probably with many of them. That's great. Yeah,
2: with Target, it was a Target recruiter who found out that I hadn't accepted an offer from the company that I was interning for this past summer, so he looked at me and he said, okay, Maria, I heard you didn't accept an offer, so are you coming to Target?
0: Oh, wow. And I
2: looked at him and I was like, Sure. I was like, uh, yeah, you guys have been in my mind. So, yeah, and I went and I interviewed and that I it up there.
0: That is great. Wow. So what were some of the things that, you know, you took into consideration when you decided to take this type of career path? Because it sounds like you cultivated this for a while. What were some of your considerations?
2: Um, I wanted somewhere that would be a work-life balance. Um, I really just wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be sitting in an office looking at a desk or computer all day, every day. I tried that when I tried a corporate internship, and every day I felt like I was miserable just because I couldn't do the typical 9-to-5 sitting at a desk. Mm -hmm. And I had had an in-store internship, and that kind of gave me the sight of, what it's like to actually be managing in a store and getting to build a team, and I knew that's what I really wanted. So then it came down to choosing what company I wanted to do that for.
0: Well, so you really had a long-term outlook, but it was really, I would say, cultivated by going to these places and trying the corporate side first at nine to five piece. Right mm-hmm. now, what didn't you uh, like specifically about sitting there for eight hours?
2: I think it was, I was sitting in a pod with four people, and I'm a people person. I love hearing new stories and interacting with tons of new people, and I I wasn't getting that. Mm -hmm. I literally was like the same faces you saw every day, and there was never much interaction. Mm -hmm. I literally just sat and was typing numbers into a computer, and I was like, I'm going to go insane. (laughs) I was like, I cannot do this. Like, I you will see me running around my store all the time doing something. Mm -hmm. They tell me, they're like, you are so hands-on, it's crazy. I won't ask my team to do something unless I'm doing it right next to them. Oh, that and is it's awesome. just because of the person I am. Like I like being on the floor, and I love having the interaction.
0: And I think many people, you know, they don't understand with this type of generation, with this type of, uh, I would say, followers that are looking for a leader to lead them. They want someone that's going to be there. They want someone that's going to interact and be hands-on, as you put it. You know that that makes a lot of sense. And which leads me to another question. It's it's a little off topic, but I think it relates to you. Relative to leading others, you mentioned building a team. So, you're comfortable uh, cultivating and pouring into someone else's life on your team?
2: Yeah. Oh. It it took some learning for me because, kind of like you said, we're in a generation where a lot of us follow. Mm-hmm. And it, I kind of had to step out of that and kind of mold myself into, I ha- into who I am now. Mm-hmm. But now I love diving deep, and I love getting to know my teams on a level that other executives, they kind of just, you know, you see the ones that kind of just go into work to go to work, where it's like, I want to know my team. I'm that executive that's walking around the store remembering that your kid had a soccer game, and I want to know how the soccer game went, yes. or I want to know how that party that you were throwing for your mom went, just so that they know, like, I'm not just here talking to you, but I'm, I'm really listening. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what I mean. When you, when you talk about building a team and pouring into their lives in a positive way, that's what you're doing. When you're asking about the soccer game or if you know someone's getting married or something along those lines, it really makes a difference. And, Maria, one of the other things that it will do long term, it creates a level of trust between you and your other team members. You know, they're looking at you saying, wow, she's real. She's approachable we can really interact with her, and if we have issues, we can take them to her and engage her around those sort of things. That part is huge. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things that... Uh, em, I don't know if you were getting ready to say something. Sorry about that.
1: Those are skills that just aren't taught. Those are soft skills that you just can't get out of a book. Those are things that come naturally from a caring heart or from someone that's really invested in their team.
0: Uh, absolutely. And Em, I really like what you just said. It's not something that You can get out of a manual or a book or no amount of onboarding or orientation is going to give you that. It really makes a difference. Now, Maria, do you see that people are really warming up to that? Do they like that sort of approach?
2: Oh, they they do. I've had several of my team members and my team leaders look at me and tell me. Even the other day, one of them was just like, you have no idea how much we appreciate that Every day, you're on the floor, you're not in your office, you're here next to us. Like, if you ask me to do something, I want to do it because I know you're asking me because you're doing something else, not because you're just (laughs) sitting in your office. And, like, that to me was the greatest thing I could have heard because that's all I want. I want them to realize, you know, I may be the manager, but it's not.
0: At the end of the day, we're a team. That's right. That's right. And it sounds like you're moving beyond the sense of what a manager is. You're really stepping into the role of a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, many people will say a manager will just check the boxes and say, have you done this, this, or that? But a leader says, how have you decided to do it? How can I support you in doing it? How can I really remove any obstacles for you? So many of the things that you are doing really represent uh, a leader. Because you're cultivating people and developing people, Maria. That is awesome at a very young age, too. Yeah, And
1: just look at the words themselves, you know, manage and leader. You know, what do you do with manage? You manage, plain and simple. You take a task and you manage it to see how it's doing. And leader, you lead. I mean, that's first and foremost. That's that's that supersedes any title, the leadership piece. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Maria, now. Everything has been warm and fuzzy. I have to ask you, what have been some of the difficulties you've had to, you know, overcome or that you've had, you know, exposure to as a young professional? What are some of the difficulties for our listening audience?
2: Um, I think what has been one of the big difficulties is especially working for a major retailer, you always have your guests who want to speak to the quote unquote manager. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when they have to look at someone and be like, I am. <laughs> you're talking to her. And that's been one of the really hard things where people see you and they see you're so young mm-hmm. and they aren't used to it that they don't expect you to be the one that's actually leading the team and you're the one that they're supposed to be talking to. And you kind of get a lot of back and forth from it uh, with guests and also team members, kinda like I talked earlier, some of them have been there fifteen years. They see executives come in and out of the door. So they aren't all warm and fuzzy when you first get there, they kind of look you up and down and I was told from the start, you'll have a day and within that by the end of that day, they will have decided if they like you or not and if they think you're gonna last.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of truth to that. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of truth to that because many people, I mean, as human beings, you you mentioned that you're going to go on and get your uh, master's and the whole organizational psychology piece, you'll find that human beings have certain behaviors that they embrace and social learning theory points to that. And when people will meet you, they want to assign a certain level of relationship to you, whether it's good, or bad (laughs) so you know it's amazing that you've been able to navigate that and you know we're going to transition here and take a break but I know that I want to hear a little bit about you know how you dealt with some of those challenges and also when people looked at you strangely because of your youth you know what did it what did it elicit in you how did you feel about that sort of thing so When we come back from break, I want to hear about that, Maria, and just all the things you're sharing. I know our listening audience is going to really take something away from this. Hey, everybody, you are listening to Discover the Leader in You. I am your host, Dr. Jason Carthon, with my co-host, the beautiful Mariti Carthen, and we will be back shortly. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We are listening to Maria Santiago talk about how to successfully make the jump from college into the workplace here on Discover the Leader in You with your host Mariti Carthen and Dr. J. All
0: right, everybody. Well, hey, welcome back. We have really been... Uh taking some nuggets away here. Maria has transitioned successfully. And I think that's a big thing. Everyone needs to understand we all are going to transition. But when you transition successfully, that's always a good thing. And before we had, you know, went to break, we were trying to figure out how did you Maria navigate some of the challenges of being someone who is an executive, but some people would want to say, Hey, she's younger. How can you be an executive? And What does that look like, both to your team members, but then also to customers that you may interact with? How have you been able to navigate that sort of thing?
2: When it came to team members, I learned very quickly, you want to introduce yourself as who you are and really have the team knowing. Um, I made it my mission my first week in the store to make sure every day I was introducing myself to everyone and all the new faces and really trying to get to know the team. I think a big mistake sometimes people make is you let others introduce themselves to you, and what ends up happening is by the end of the week, you have some of your team members saying, Oh, who's that? Or have you met the new executive? Do you want that to happen? Because then you're already going to get labeled as, Oh, no, she didn't introduce herself to me. I guess she thinks she's better than us. (laughs) So I made it my, and it happens. We've seen it happen so much. Even just when new team members come in, I'm like, get to know everyone. You want people to know you because it's kind of, you get those two, three days, and then you're labeled. It's done. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And I think you break the ice. And then
2: when it comes to our guests, I kind of just, I don't know why, I just kind of always giggle a little because I can already see the look on their face when I tell them that I'm a leader in the store. and. I'm the manager that they're asking for. And it always is followed up by, how are you in this position? You're so young. <laughs> and I kind of just, I let them know, I just graduated school. I'm new in role, uh, but I can help you. And that's the big thing, just letting them know, like, I'll be able to help you regardless of how young I am. I I do know the steps to take.
0: That is awesome. It's
1: powerful too.
0: So Maria, I think one of the things that I really want people to be able to take away from this is that in the development of your story, you have figured out ways to cope and do these different things. And there may be a young person uh, that is listening and they want to maybe figure out how they can do that. Maria, are you on social media? And if so, you know, can they connect with you maybe on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or something like that?
2: you can find me on LinkedIn um, just by searching me and it's there's a lot of Maria Santiagos in the world so if you search Maria Santiago and kind of use um UMass Amherst as a way, you'll be able to navigate towards me more easily. Okay. And on Facebook it's facebook.com backslash Maria Santiago twenty one.
0: So and I think if if people have questions, I think Maria would take the time. She's in a in a place now where she can just lead and share, you know, nuggets of wisdom and she's gonna to continue to grow and develop in this role. So I'm excited about that and I'm excited for you, Maria, because you have so much in front of you that is really gonna be just a a great opportunity to impact so many people. I think that's gonna be great. Now, one of the things that I really, trying to figure out how to frame this, because I know other people, you know, maybe trying to figure this out as they are still in school. What sort of, I guess I would say, resources did you use while you were in school to really help you to figure out what path you wanted to go on?
2: I was known for taking any and every type of class in the business school. just really communicating to my professors and just testing things out i always tell people college is your time to really test and see what you like and see what you don't like so when i decided i wanted to do marketing i thought i wanted to go into advertising and i would have this cushy job where i was just designing commercials and this was the dream world that i had and i took an advertising class and hated every second of it Uh (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. No. All right. That's a departure. What didn't you like about it? What What happened?
2: It, it's not all peaches and cream like you think it is. You're no. you're not designing commercials every day. It's okay. more like you're sitting at a desk and analyzing numbers and seeing what people like. Which that part I did like, mm-hmm. but I was like, wait where's the fun part where I get to make commercials? They're like, oh, only like 2% of the people that go into that actually get to do it. I was like, oh. Wow.
1: Well then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that changes like, things, huh? <laughs> yeah. I was like, huh. Oh.
1: At least you were. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know if that's for me then. <laughs> yeah. And at least you were open enough to go, you know, let me try something else or maybe this isn't for me where some people will go, why? I don't know what else. I don't have a backup plan. So what what made you have a backup plan?
2: Um, I think it's funny because my friends always say I have a backup plan for all my backup plans. <laughs> um,
0: That's a good thing. I've just
2: known, even for the most simplest thing, to be like, well, if that doesn't work, we do this. Like That is always the response that comes out of my mouth. So I've always kind of been that person to be thinking ahead and seeing, okay, if that doesn't work out, what are we going to do? But I think it was just I knew I was learning. And you kind of see from your peers the struggles that they're going through also. And it was like, you know what? Like, what happens if I don't like that? Even going into Target, I was like, well, if I don't like this, then what might my next plan be? Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, I did like Target, so (laughs) I'm good where I am now. But I I think it's that it's just always reassuring yourself and never having that shocking moment where you don't know what you're going to do if things don't go the way you expected.
0: Yeah. And I think many people, Maria, you know, yet again, you have thought this thing out and many people kind of put their head down. They go to school and they check all the boxes. That's what I tell people. You check all the boxes, you go to the school, you get into the maybe the advertising uh, component of marketing and you look up one day and you just go, what did I do? You know, (laughs) this is this is not it. You know, I'm not feeling this. It's just not. It's not working for me. But you had uh, the foresight to go, well, you know what? Let me really think about this. Let me try different things. And through that process of discovery, you're able to say, oof, I don't want to do that. Um, So that's a good thing. I am glad that you have landed in your sweet spot. I tell people all the time, you really need to operate in your sweet spot because then work is... Not really work. You know, it's one of those things like you said, you go to work, uh, you put your time in and then you roll out. But it was still a good day because you were fully involved and doing really what you wanted to do. So that's a good thing. So let me ask you, uh, if you if you had an opportunity to go back, what is something that you wish someone had told you before you started working? What, what would that something be?
2: I think what I would tell someone is don't be afraid to ask questions. I Not so much when I first was working, but even when I was in internship, I was, felt like I was stepping on people's toes if I asked too many questions, and I slowly had to get myself out of that mindset, because questions, 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 the, they're the best things you can ask. Yes. Literally, that's where you get all your information, and sitting and just talking to people who have been there for so long, it helps me more than most of the trainings that I do on a computer. Mm-hmm.
0: Because is it one of those things that they bring a, a certain depth of understanding that, you know, you, you haven't been exposed to? They can tell you the real deal, Maria?
2: Oh, yeah. they will They will tell you the ins and outs. They will tell you when such and such person comes to do a store visit, these are the things that they're looking for. And they'll tell you, you know, Oh, our guest really likes this. They don't care about that. When I, anytime I'm in a new store, I always ask. So, what are the top two, three things that customers will ask for that they don't know where they are? In my store, it's our trash bags or by our pharmacy area. Which, if <laughs> no one had told me that, I would have looked like a lost puppy my first day because I probably got asked about five times. Are
0: you serious?
1: Such an
2: odd location.
0: <laughs> that seems so strange. So, the whole idea of trash bags. OK.
1: And, I'm, right. and yeah. I'm guessing that, yeah. thing that the icebreaker with you introducing yourself to people, you winning them over with your personality, they gave you the ends because they could have kept that information and just had you out there looking like a lost puppy. Exactly. Oh,
0: yeah. And awesome. that's that's that power thing, because some places that I that I go into, if I'm doing coaching or consulting, you know, it's like those individuals have that sort of hidden power. If you don't know how things work and they keep that from you, they can really put you in a bad position. But Mm -hmm. it sounds like uh, you've been able to really navigate that sort of thing. Let me ask you something quickly. Um, I know Em has a question, but I wanted to kind of figure out when you go into these stores like that and you ask for these top two or three things that the customers ask for, is it always something different, Maria, or do you see a trend when you go into different stores?
2: Oh, it's always something different usually the reason is um, when they're building these stores accidents happen, somebody forgets to put an aisle in somewhere so it ends up being in a completely random place where they could just shove it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what happened like with our trash bags in the pharmacy they forgot the aisle so we kind of just had them put against the wall uh, but it's always something different. We had like I was in another store where laundry baskets
1: were in the stationary area. I never paid attention to any of that. I'm going to start looking when I go to Target's now. I'm going, what's out of place here? I know,
0: missing aisles, stationary. Wow. I mean, oh, my goodness. So
1: quickly I just ran through, like, the aisles of the grocery store. I was just in, like, was there something in an odd place? <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. Uh, you are giving us the inside scoop. Oh, wow. I love it. This is good. This is good.
1: So I know we talked about a lot of, like, the leadership parts and how you got started and how school has helped. Now, as a professional, as a woman in a leadership role, tell me, what is your favorite part of what you're doing right now overall? Oh,
2: man. I think it's the difference that I feel that I'm making in the store I'm in now. Um, it's really reassuring when my team and my team leaders look at me, and they ask, hey, what can we do and all that? And I've gone to talk with my store leader, and he's just like, you know, I can see the difference in the team is a different vibe and that to me is huge. I could do absolutely nothing in the day or get none of the things that I want to get accomplished done. But if I know that my team is happy with the things they did, then I'm happy.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And that's that's very mature too. Mm -hmm. How are you gonna keep this going, Maria? I mean do you feel like this is just part of your purpose and who you are?
2: I think so. I think that's how I ended up being in Target and being in stores. I've always just felt like I'm a people person and mm-hmm. I'm a people pleaser and I just want people to be happy and enjoying what they're doing which means if it's me helping someone fold shirts so that they can talk to me for five minutes because they're having a rough day then mm-hmm. perfect I will sit there and fold the shirts with them until they feel like they are fine.
1: And what about Maria in all of this? What are some of your personal goals that you have for yourself?
0: Yes, great question.
2: So I, my goal is to really work my way through the company and at some point be a district manager um, because you can really have an impact and really get to see a lot of people in a lot of stores. And I also want to go back to school, like we mentioned. Those are kind of like my two big goals right now.
1: Perfect, perfect. Oh. Just make sure you don't lose sight of your goals while you're out there uh, helping your team you know be better and do different things it's uh so easy for you as a leader to you know take on the roles of helping everyone else and just keep in mind that you are important as well
0: i tell you what maria i have just been uh really positively impacted by many of the things that you are sharing and we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and just really continue this conversation and maybe If you can give some nuggets of wisdom, you know, to our listeners as we get ready to close this thing out, I think that would be great. So, hey, everybody, we are on Discover the Leader in You. I am your co-host, Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker. We are talking about how to successfully make the jump from college into the workplace. And we'll be right back after these messages.
1: everybody, welcome back to Discover the Leader in You. We are talking to Maria Santiago on how to successfully make the jump from college into the workplace. And before we went to break, we were just diving into some good nuggets and tools about leadership and transitioning and just excited about uh, this last session of the show here. Dr. J?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say it enough. Many times we don't get a chance to hear about the real world experiences. And Maria has been able to take us behind the the curtain you know and really let us know a little bit not only about the missing aisles but <laughs> but but the ability to not just manage people but to lead them and it sounds like she's leading with intentionality from the heart and that's the sort of thing you can't get from a book I mean we had mentioned that earlier but where we are right now we just want to sort of dive a little deeper figure out exactly you know what are some of the next steps of how we can maybe advise some of these other graduates or some of these seniors, even the, the Carthen Scholars? I know some of them may be tuning in. You know, this is something that you want to listen to, some of the things that Maria is actually sharing. So, M, you had something?
1: Uh, just what you just said, some of the advice you would have for the students you know, um, entering college or even preparing to transition from college now into the workforce, we asked you what kind of advice you wanted somebody to give you. What would you give them as a woman in leadership?
2: Um, I would definitely tell them you're always going to be learning and to always make yourself an open book for new knowledge. Um, I think that's one of the things I always focus on is I just want to learn and I want people to tell me the ins and outs of things because realistically, if you're with a company for one year, if you're with a company for 15 years, there's going to be stuff to know. And everything kind of gives you a lesson, good or bad, but Mm -hmm. you take that and you learn from it. And I think that's something that even when I was in college, a freshman thinking, I I told my mom the other day, I remember sitting in my room right before I was about to go off to college crying because i was like i can't do this and i was freaking out and now i've graduated and i'm like okay yeah i need to move out of here bye Mm -hmm. but it's (laughs) you need to take all the lessons that you're learning and really use them to your benefit so you can make yourself the best person
0: that is excellent advice and i think when you you made it seem very simple you know <laughs> always learning you, it's always going to be happening you know i think our people need to remember that at the end of the day i don't care who you are younger older it doesn't matter i mean there's always something to take from it as you shared both good and bad but let me let me press the pause button so why were you thinking that I can't do this. It's easier for me to stay rather than to go. Why Why were you thinking that, Maria?
2: I don't know. I think it was it was the first time I was going to be leaving home, and I wasn't going to be, you know, 10, 15 minutes from Mom and Dad. I was going to be two hours across the state. Mm. So I think it was that nerve-wracking feeling of I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how this is going to be. I'm not going to be with my friends. You know, you're – in a new place but i think that really helped build me because now in my position we can get tossed into a new store every year or two Mm -hmm. so it's kind of helped me know how to handle situations where you're not going to know the people and you have to build those relationships and i think it really molded me over the years
1: wow and i'm guessing you had a a support system in place to help you with that can you tell us a little bit about that
2: i I had a great support. I'm very, very fortunate um, with the parents that I have and the family that I have um, that would hear my crying phone calls at midnight when I was nowhere near finishing papers. Mm -hmm. And I know, Marady, like I would sometimes message you and I'd be like, I can't do this. (laughs) And I'm so stressed and you'd just be like, it'll be okay. It'll be worth it. You're almost there. And it was really reassuring and really helpful to know that I had such a great support system to kind of push me through.
1: Mm -hmm. That is great. And as a woman in leadership myself, I can't even imagine if I didn't have a support system going through the program, but to know that there was somebody out there that experienced the raft a little bit like I did. I mean, it's just, it lets us know that, you know, we can be taken to the line, but not broken. And look what, what the product at the end turns into.
0: That's right. Yeah. You're doing some amazing things, you know, but you know, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. I mean, I know you had comic relief. You didn't mention Juan at all. You got to give him a shout out because he's just always cracking on somebody. Or...
1: <laughs> 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 yes. My
2: brother was definitely the one who got the most crying phone calls. And he'd be like, hey, you'll be fine. You'll finish it. Or he'd be like, hey, just don't do it. What, what's going to happen? He's not going to graduate. <laughs> so <laughs> he was the nice comic relief <laughs> <laughs> that I always had to kind of, like, relax like relax a little and breathe yes. he any time i'd be crying on the phone he'd be like can you just breathe yeah like, can you breathe so i can understand you <laughs>
0: <laughs> and sometimes we need that and i think that that very real component that you bring to this you know it, it's it's just great and one of the things that i, I really want to share um is that I want to make sure you don't lose this you know it's almost that that refreshing sort of feeling that you get when you just come on and you take a position and you're like hey we're gonna change the world we're gonna do whatever we need to do and we're gonna sit and fold these shirts and do whatever has to happen now someone somewhere and I'm just, this is just tongue in cheek, joking, is plotting and they're going to have a bad day and they're going to bring that bad day to you, Maria. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And you just have to remember everything that you've shared with us. Don't lose this. I absolutely love this energy and uh, just your ability to just stay on the positive side of things. That part is amazing. Let me ask you uh, one more question here. You know, so what would you say is one of the lessons that you have learned, I mean, that, that top lesson that you have learned as you have transitioned into this position and transitioned from college and just become just amazing young lady? What is it?
2: I think the one lesson i really learned is at the end of the day, we're all a team, and I think that's something that in a lot of jobs lately is going lost. Everyone's so focused on themselves, um, and I think for me, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned, that your work gets done regardless of if you do it today or tomorrow. But if you have that team atmosphere, things go so much more smoothly. And just taking those little moments to really talk to everyone, they make everything that I'm doing worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the fact that, again, you know, you are thinking of others. You know, Maria, one of the, one of the major tenets of servant leadership you know, which is a very successful leadership uh, theory, strategy, practice, however you want to look at it, is that that leader is going to look at others and really remove barriers for them. They're going to think more highly of their followers than they do of themselves. And it sounds like you are stepping out there and you're risking because you want your team to really achieve some amazing things. So just kudos to you. You know, I echo what my bride shared again. And then probably just the the last thing. I mean, do you, I don't know, do you have anything that maybe we've missed that we didn't touch on uh, for today's show as we get ready to transition out here?
2: Um, No, I think the one thing I really want people to take away is just don't be afraid. I think I was afraid when I first was transitioning because I didn't know what it was going to be like. You kind of always have those butterflies in your stomach. But everything, kind of like I said, good or bad, you're going to get some kind of lesson from it. And it's just really taking it all in and just
0: jumping in. Well, hey, everybody. I just want to say kudos to you, Maria, for being on the show. Absolutely. And I want to want to thank all of our listeners. To my co-host, Mariti Carthon, just want to say thanks for just an amazing day. Just the idea that Maria has been able to transition successfully has been great. Everyone, always remember what we always say. Live your destiny on purpose. I thank you for being a part of today. And just as a reminder, make sure you connect with us at jasoncarthon.com. We'd love to hear from you. We just appreciate you. Take care now with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at JasonCarthan.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jason Carthen Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to JasonCarthenRadio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. On AM 1420, the answer to discover the leader in you.